97.7 ACKFM, True Island Radio. And today uh, we have a really cool, really special guest, uh, Captain Laura Savino, who has been brought in as part of Women's History Month and Nantucket Flying Association. Invited her to the island for the first time, actually, mm-hmm. to do a little speaking here for everybody. And uh, she's got a great book out. We'll talk about that in a second. But Captain Laura Savino, thank you for coming into the station today. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, so... Uh, have you ever been to Nantucket before? I have never been to Nantucket. So this is your first time. Well, I know you you just got a guy here. Have you mm-hmm. had any time to kind of look around at all? Or Yeah, actually. So I've, I've driven around, got to see the beach and all that, which is really beautiful. And yesterday, actually, um, I got to go up in a Cirrus, uh, Phil Marks. Oh, really? Took me up for a flight to give me a little tour of the area, which was really, really cool. So that's cool. probably the best way to see the island from it up was, above, right? Yeah, there, it was. I was surprised. There were a lot of seals, a lot of things I didn't expect to see. So it was, it was really cool. Yeah, the seals they get, they come in abundance. They say. So <laughs> they, did, yeah. were you actually flying, or were you? No, no, I was, I was up there next to him. But I let him. He owns the aircraft. I let him right. do, his, do his thing. Now I always wonder this: Is it weird when you're not? the pilot of the plane or like you're the you're just the passenger it is a little bit weird yeah it's a little bit weird you kind of want to like you know step in there but um but it's fun too because i I know when i'm not driving the car i'm not a pilot but like my partner's driving and i'm in the passenger seat i'm always white knuckling it even though (laughs) i totally trust her but i i just you 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 know what you're capable of and so it's i i, yeah. I, I think that's uh, something i've always wanted to ask a pilot because i have seen pilots on airlines and they're just flying somewhere as well yeah. and you're in your head you're like are they like nervous about this pi- other yeah, pilot no, you're not. when you're flying commercially you know the you know the the pilots up front are, are top you know notch. top notch doing their job you might be back there listening to see how oh, are they using speed brakes you know they got the spoilers out you know it's just like interesting to kind of follow along what's going on on the yeah. flight but you're not like questioning it do you, do you ever notice like other passengers that obviously aren't pilots and you see their nervousness or whenever there's a little bit of choppiness do you do you see that like you probably notice that way yeah. more than a normal person uh, you you do you see people get get a little white knuckled and like it's actually surprising people get white knuckled over like nothing yeah it's like okay and then they'll go oh my god it's so turbulent i'm like oh, a little tiny light chop you know that's it well the typical person really doesn't spend that much time in the air like I know this is probably a loaded question. Do you know how many flight hours or how much time you've actually spent in the air over your career? I actually have not added it up in quite a long time, so a lot. Okay. What? What's? How many hours? I mean, you, like we were talking before we got on the mic, we were talking obviously based on you get a different license per size of plane. Is that how it works, or do you just get? Uh, you get certificates and ratings. Certified. Okay. Yeah. And you have to get so many hours built up flying one of those before you can actually be certified or rated? Right. So the way it works with, with um, like, the airlines with flying is you start off, um, like, well, my path, general aviation, you start off very small, just a single-engine piston. I started flying in a Cessna 152, just two seats. And um, and you learn all the basics. You get your private pilot's license. I got my, my pilot's license in high school. Wow. In <laughs> high school. You know what I was doing in high school? I I don't even want to talk about it, but you were were that motivated that in high school you had your pilot's license. That's so, so cool. Anyways, I I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, I was was driven. I even felt like I was behind schedule then. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it was just what I wanted to do. But in any case, so so that's the way it works. And then you you work your way up. You you get your private and then you, you you build more hours and then you're qualified to train for more advanced ratings and you get your, um, you know, single engine, multi engine, your commercial, your instrument. 
Um, and eventually, you know, you can get a job. My first job was as a flight instructor teaching. Yeah, and I was looking at the book. You've done a lot of different jobs when it comes to aviation, uh, mm-hmm. flight instructor, charter pilot, a freight pilot, aerial sightseeing tour pilot, and one of the more interesting ones that I saw, uh, aircraft repossessor. So, like, can you go into a little detail? Like, what what kind of – how does one get into that kind of profession? Um. Well, so that was that was back in the day. Um, that was years back when I was in college, and then shortly after graduating from college, you're just you're qualified to fly pretty much any aircraft, okay. um, any piston engine aircraft, and um, just doing whatever you can do to build hours. Well, you're probably meeting a lot of like-minded people at that point, right? And mm-hmm. there, that's obviously a very unique uh, field that in that. They have to have someone skilled like you to be able to repossess an airplane. Yeah, so. you have to, you have to have the the license, the ratings to, to be able to do that. But um, it's really not as big a deal as you would think it is. Right, it's not like taking someone's work van from Tennessee. I, I get it because yeah. obviously there's a lot more money involved with airplanes, and you would like to think they're a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> they're not uh, going to chase you down. Chase you down with a shotgun. Well, you never know. You, you but- need to hope. But let's get to the real reason why you're here. You got a new book, right? I do have a book. Uh, yeah. You wrote it yourself. It's called Jet Boss, a female pilot on taking risk and flying high. I got it right here in the studio. Love the color, the cover. It's beautiful. And you're obviously promoting this book. Um, how did you decide to to write a book? Like I, I've always wondered, how does someone come up with the idea? You know what? I'm, I'm going to write a book about my story because obviously your story is really, really inspiring and cool. So tell me, can you give me a little bit of background well, on that? Thanks. Yeah, I, I didn't really set out to write to okay. write a book. So what happened was, um, well, actually, so what happened was uh, September 11th hit. I was at the flight training center, and um, that was a, a, a devastating, devastating day. You know, we lost a lot of our friends on that day, and we couldn't go anywhere. And um, it was just so traumatic and so surreal uh, I just started uh, writing down, like on my hotel stationery, like what the heck was going on. It was so hard to believe any of it and to just, you know, realize it. And it turns out that was the first chapter um, that I wrote in the book. It's in the middle of the book, but that was the first chapter that I wrote. And then um, I was in what they called Captain Charm School at okay. the time, which is the very beginning of your flight training to upgrade to captain on September 11th. And um, after uh, I started flying as a captain. A lot of really crazy stuff happened um, because you have a lot of command authority, and I'm five foot three, 110 pounds. I kind of have a squeaky voice, so there were there were some challenges. Right. You know, there were some challenges, and so I just started writing down, you know, my layovers, like different things that were happening, some crazy stuff that was kind of unbelievable um, to me at the time, and that really was the genesis of. Um, I just came up with a collection of just really uh, crazy things. And and it still wasn't a book. And then I think I think what was the final catalyst was the Me Too movement hit. And then I realized, hold on a second here. I, I think I have a message. I think I have a reason for putting a book out there. I think I have a, a thread mm-hmm. that I can put through this. And that really took all these random stories and I, you know, just sort of sorted out which ones had a purpose to them. Right. And that that's really what brought the book together. And yeah, and your story is really inspiring because I was looking on your website and it says today only 5% of pilots are typically female. And that's still in 2023. So when you started, it was way less than that. Yeah. So that's why I think the story is so inspiring because it goes to show no matter what, you can really 
accomplish what your your mind whatever you put your mind to, right? Oh yeah, I think I think people, I think everybody um, who doesn't achieve whatever it is that they dreamed of as a child, they they just sold themselves short. Yeah, I think if 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 there's something that you want to do, you want to do it because you can do it. You know, I, I think you don't really dream of something that is outside of your purview. Well, and we were talking before, you know, uh, I was like, why wouldn't there be more female pilots now? It's not because maybe men per se don't want them to be pilots, but it's maybe their upbringing. Maybe they don't, they're just raised differently. So maybe pilot, being a pilot or going into the military isn't quite ingrained in their brain. Does that make yeah, sense? Well, yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, there, until fairly recently, there were very few opportunities for women in, in these STEM fields. Um, now the doors are open to everybody, but just the same, you, you grow up in a culture where, you know, you don't really envision yourself in those roles. I think girls grow up being told they're pretty, you know, boys grow up being told they're smart. Um, you're, I think culturally you're rewarded for, girls are rewarded for different things than boys. And it, I think that girls in, in general um, don't just don't see themselves in a lot of these roles. Uh, and uh, for that reason, they just don't give it a shot. They don't, they just don't go down that path. Right. But I think the message here is that if it is something that you're interested mm-hmm. in, whether it's being a pilot or, uh, in the military, or there's so many different ideas you can come up with. If you want to do it, you can probably find a way to do it. If you have enough will and determination to go after it, because obviously it takes a lot of hard work and determination and you're the, the success story here that proves that that's possible. There are definitely more challenges for some people than for other people, right? Right. So, so you know, like for aviation, like some people were born into a family of pilots and it's a heritage and they have a family airplane, you know, male or female. And so they just slide right into it. And there's not a whole lot of challenges. Other people may, you know, want to do something and they have a much harder, longer road to get there. But you can get there. And um, you just have to, you know, accept that you're going to have to work really, really hard and then when you've done everything you can possibly think of to do, you have to do some more. Yeah. Yeah. You always got to keep pushing to the next limit. Now, let's talk about the book. How can people find your book, Jet Boss? Now, it's all over the place. I've seen it on Amazon. You said it's on Spotify. You even did the audio recording for like the audio, Audible version or the Spotify version. So pretty much anywhere you can imagine, you can pick this book up, right? Yeah. It's available everywhere. Everywhere books are sold, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, all of them. I I just recorded the audible version i did it myself yeah. it's very homemade <laughs> it's very authentic you can yeah. put it that way it's not polished or i don't have a buttery voice it's just me um talking you know me well, and who better words. to do it than you it's your story so i think that's really cool check that out and you're going to be doing a book signing uh tomorrow over at mitchell's right around 11 o'clock i think mm-hmm. i think you said yeah and then uh also uh, you could pick the book up at mitchell's as well or the library and you're also going to be at the high school tomorrow doing uh just a, a talk kind of going over uh your story and the book and all that stuff right yeah exactly so i'm doing a couple of talks at the high school on a couple of different days and um you know i think a lot of um I think a lot of people that don't go into aviation, it's because they just aren't aware of those yeah. jobs. It's kind of an unusual industry. Well, there's a lot of different ways you can go. You don't, not just being a pilot, there's so many other branches. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, being a pilot is the best job yeah. at the airlines, but there are a lot of really great occupations. Everything from meteorologists, you know, dispatchers, uh, pilots, 
maintenance are you know our Tra- maintenance technicians air traffic control air traffic control right. well they don't work for the airlines oh, they okay. work for the government but but it's it's aviation right. um yeah i mean there's and not all of them require college degrees like my my son right now is in school to be an aircraft mechanic in amp very cool which is um it's like a vocational school but it requires certification and licensing by the government but it's much less expensive than going to college yeah. and it's it's really cool because uh he can work for any airline you know behind the scenes Anywhere, anywhere, you know, maintaining aircraft. And that's, you know, the airlines are very, very complicated. There's so many employees that make the airlines run and most of them are behind the scenes and you have no idea they're there, but they're the heart and the brains. There's a lot of people that make it all happen. And Mm -hmm. obviously people are traveling nonstop all over the world. There's so many planes in the sky at one time. It takes a lot to make that all work. So Mm -hmm. What you're saying is there's a lot of opportunity out there in the world of aviation. There, There is, exactly. And, and that's why I like going and talking to high schools because so many kids, just they just don't know. Yeah, they don't even think about it probably. They, they really then, don't. And and I like to tell parents that yeah, you will fly free for the rest of your life if your child <laughs> gets hired by an airline. That's a great reason to have a kid and then get them into aviation but because he, your travel is taken care of. It's true that you can have any job at, at the airline, anything. You can work behind the ticket counter. You can do anything. And you all have the same benefits. That's insane. And, and you know, you can, wherever your airline flies, you you and your family have unlimited travel for life. That might be the best perk I've ever heard <laughs> for working at any job. Now, you're also going to be at the Athenaeum tonight uh, starting at 630, 630 to 8, I think it is. You're going to be doing a, a talk and maybe like a slideshow, you said. Yes. So I'm going to be doing a presentation. Yep. I think I'm there for like an hour and a half. Yep. I'm going to talk for maybe 45 minutes. I have like some slides to show, um, just some discussion, and then I'm going to take questions and answers. And then I think they're promoting the book. And I, I just love it. I hope people come so that I can um, just talk to anybody who yeah. wants to talk to me and answer any questions. Well, I mean, obviously we can't cover everything during this uh, short time, but uh, if you want to hear more about Captain Laura Savino's story, Tonight's the night. Athenaeum, it's right up the road. Great place to do that. 6.30 to 8. And then uh, tomorrow, don't forget to head down to Mitchell's for that book signing starting right around 11 o'clock. Pick up her book. Uh, it's going to be at Mitchell's or at the library while they have while supplies last, I should say. And if uh, you don't have a chance, but check out the book on either Amazon or Audible or Spotify or anywhere you can buy books because it's really, really inspiring. And uh, it, it goes to show that the sky is the limit, right? The sky is not the limit. Oh, really? Okay. The sky is not the limit. The, it, it used to be the limit, right? Yeah. But now that's that's a low bar. Okay. Because now you can, you know, we have space travel. We're going to be going to Mars. Burn. You just burned up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. Why stop there? There's so much more out there. But we uh, so inspiring. I really appreciate you taking the time to come in this morning and uh, talk about uh, your book, Jet Boss. And uh, stop by the Athenaeum tonight, guys, 630 to 8. You can hear more about Laura's or Captain Laura's. Uh, whole story and just it's really inspiring and uh, we wish you the best and thanks for coming to the island well thank you so much I'm, I'm really having a great time here everybody's wonderful yeah there's some great food too so uh, get out there and enjoy that I, I'm gonna have to find that out <laughs> we'll fill you in off the air alright well All right. thank you uh, Captain Laura Savino check out that book Jet Boss and uh, thanks for stopping in today thanks thanks Doug it was great